0: Today on The Evangelist Podcast, we're looking at the liberating truth that I don't need to evangelise. The Evangelist Podcast from Revival. Find out what's new in telling people the good news about God, the world and you. With Andy Brinkley and Glenn Scrivener. Welcome back to The Evangelist Podcast. Before we go on, do get our free daily prayer bulletin. It's a small 24-page booklet that tells 31 stories of what God is doing around the world. Did you know that the gospel is reaching people in Romania or that North Korean Christians pray for us in the West? You can hear more about it in our prayer bulletin. You can get it free of charge via post or email by going to revivalmedia.org slash bulletin. So, Glenn, the liberating truth that I don't need to evangelize. Hmm. I mean, we've looked at uh, the pitiful practice of gaining converts, mm-hmm. that it wasn't converts. mm mm-hmm. And uh, didn't Jesus say in Matthew twenty eight, "Go into all nations, making disciples"? So yeah. it's not converts, it's disciples,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Matthew twenty eight is very important. These are the church's marches, or marching orders, and uh, go into all nations. In fact, let's 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 get it. Let's get it from the lips of Jesus. Go into all nations. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Um, Absolutely vital verses, and and I think you should all uh, memorize them by heart. And if you don't, then you're a deficient Christian. Um, (laughs) Thanks, I put myself in the same boat. So he, here is a, a, a very grand task, really, isn't it? Mm. Making disciples and teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded them. And and he's saying this to the plural lot of disciples that are in front of him. So he's talking about an all-encompassing corporate church mission that is something quite a bit bigger than just, Andy, you should individually share the gospel with your neighbor often Matthew 28 is kind of taught in that that kind of way and and I think obviously how you act towards your neighbour is is uh, an implication of of these verses but specifically what these verses are are the church's marching order a very comprehensive mission to teach and disciple and uh, and and help people to obey all that Jesus has commanded uh, not simply the 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 little thing of of me individually sharing the gospel with another individual so there's there's that to say about Matthew 28 but but I think overall what I want to say on on, on this issue is that yes in, in a very deep sense, we should evangelize, we should witness. We are constituted as witnesses. That's what Jesus says in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, you will be my witnesses to the very ends of the earth. So uh, we are constituted as witnesses by Jesus. We've been swept up into God's mission out to the world. Um, but the reason why I say it's it's a liberating truth that I don't need to evangelize is that, look, there are lots of things that make up the Christian life. There are lots of lots of things that, in one sense, I should do. I should read my Bible. I should pray. I should forgive others. I should be generous with my money. But none of those make you a Christian. And understanding that, that distinction between the things that make up the Christian life, witness being a part of it, and the things that make you a Christian. Yeah. And when we sort of force these things that make up the Christian life into things that make you a Christian. I think we get into the realm of all sorts of guilt and burden uh, that we were never meant to bear, really. Mm. So what's the difference then? The difference between the things that make up the Christian life and the things that make you a Christian mm. is really, really vital. So I th- think, for instance, of giving money. Giving money is absolutely vital to actually your, your Christian discipleship it 's taught on so very regularly people say that uh, if you just preached the words of Jesus from the pulpit every Sunday, then you 'd preach on giving every six weeks, like a sixth of all that Jesus says is is on the subject of money and so so it is one of the things that that make up the Christian life giving money, but it 's not something that makes you a Christian hmm. like how you know how should I be a Christian? Well, you need to give this amount of money, and actually, every time in the New Testament when money is spoken of. Jesus and the apostles really shirk from giving certain amounts and laying laying particular commands and burdens on people in in a particular way. So if if you think about something like um, two Corinthians chapter eight and nine, um, which are you know wonderful verses about giving, but but the whole kind of way that generosity is encouraged is really by the by the grace of the Lord Jesus, and and, and you know Paul says in two Corinthians eight verse eight, I am not commanding you. And then he gives them the gospel. Verse 9, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. You go through into chapter 9 and he, and he says in chapter 9 verse 7, Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I just think, you know, bringing those verses into the realm of evangelism, I think God thinks exactly the same way in terms of evangelism that, you know, each person should witness, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful evangelist. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there are so many parallels with evangelism. Um, mm. Evangelism is something that makes up the Christian life, uh, but it doesn't make you a Christian. Mm. And, and when we don't distinguish things properly, I think we get into the realm of, of, of guilt.
0: Because we can often sort of feel the need, oh, I must go out and speak to somebody about God, you know. Um, how does mm-hmm. things go wrong when we need to feel? That we need to
1: evangelise. I think often in the Bible, people speak of this this burden that they, that they want to share. I, I think I think that is a good thing. So you know, in Jeremiah chapter twenty talks. The prophet talks about the the word of God is like the fire shut up in his bones. He's weary of holding it in, and he can't hold it in anymore, and just. Pfft out it comes and you know the apostle paul says woe to me if i don't preach and um but that's that's great that there is this inner compulsion this is this is like like what paul says about giving money you know paul paul says you know don't give reluctantly or under compulsion god loves a cheerful giver Mm. um and and i see like evangelism ideally is not not reluctantly or under compulsion because your pastor is being hitting you with a stick until you do it but cheerfully, and, mm. and, and, and so if, if you have that kind of burden to share your faith, that's wonderful. But it, it can go wrong, and, and it can go wrong quite spectacularly, really. I think John, John Wesley is uh, an example I always think of in this regard. You know, um, He was a missionary before he was a Christian, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he, he went out by ship to Georgia in the States. It wasn't the United States then, but uh, he he went out and it was a bit like going to the Amazon today, you know, the the, the wilds of of Georgia. And uh, he wrote in his journal as he as he was sailing to Georgia, "I am going to Georgia in order to save my own soul, yeah. my own soul, not not the souls of of those there, but his own soul." And and um, he was he was actually converted a couple of years later. Mm. Um and and I think that's a really interesting statement from the unconverted heart of mm. J- John Wesley that actually you can do all sorts of missionary activity because you feel you need to mm. you, because you think this is what's making you a Christian not not because it's this is what makes up the Christian life and hey mm. let's do it and not not reluctantly or under compulsion but God loves a cheerful evangelist no this this was very much I need to save my own soul mm and you and you look at some of the cults and the way that they do evangelism the jehovah's witnesses you know have to do so many hours a week of of door knocking um you look at the sort of mormons and they they do their their one or two years kind of uh, of service as like a 19 20 year old and 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 at that stage, it it really does seem to be under compulsion Mm. that the evangelism is happening. But before we sort of point the fingers at the cults, I think, what about my own heart? I'm sure there have been times when it's been questionable. Glenn, are you doing this evangelism to bring the other person closer to the Lord, or are you doing it to bring yourself closer to the Lord? Mm. Um, And unfortunately, the answer is sometimes I I do it because I think I'm bringing myself closer to the Lord, but... Mm. that, that's what you know goes wrong when we we feel we need to evangelize.
0: Yeah. So, what could some signs be that uh, we're doing it wrong?
1: Yeah, I th- I think one one sign is is your evangelism compartmentalized. So, thinking of thinking of like the Mormon thing or the JW thing, once they've done their evangelism, they've signed off on doing their evangelistic bit, mm-hmm. and and it's it, it's interesting, you know, like hearing. Hearing the way that um, Mormon missionaries kind of speak about their one or two years of service, mm. just got to get this you know two year service done, and then I'll be free and off and and back to normal life. Mm. And, um, but before we point the finger, what about us? Like, <laughs> do we have a week of mission at church? So that we can put in a lot of effort for one week Mm. and give it our best shot. And then we can say, that was tricky, but Mm. at least no one will ask us to do that again for at least a year. Um, Is it compartmentalized? Do we do it at some times or not at other times? Is it loveless? Is it joyless? God loves a cheerful giver, Mm. not only of money, but also of the gospel. Is it lone ranger? Am I just doing it by myself because I'm scratching my own evangelistic itch? Or is this part of the witness of the church and am I taking brothers and sisters with me? And, and again, if I'm trying to save my own soul, then I won't be much interested in whether I take three or four people with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just in it for me. Um, so, you know, is it loveless? Is it joyless? Is it Lone Ranger? And yeah, is, is, it, is it just this sort of self-fulfillment drive you know i i 'm a really weird kind of person who I just don't have a shame gene i just I was just born without it, and um, my wife feels enough shame for the both of us because I cause it because <laughs> i'm just embarrassing so me getting out you know in the open air and doing open air evangelism actually i I don't fear that at all. Some people think that you know standing up and speaking in public is like their number one fear i I've, I've never understood that I quite like it I quite enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> But then there's a danger for me. Do I do I just do evangelism, you know, for my own sake? Am I just scratching an itch that I feel? And mm. is it for me, or surely it, it should be for the sake of the other person, for the sake of Jesus? It shouldn't really be for me. But when it goes wrong, evangelism starts to be about me. Mm. Um, when it actually it, it should be about Jesus and it should be about, about my neighbour. Mm. So what's the answer then? What's the answer? How do we how do we do it? Well, I I think there are a lot of lessons that Paul has taught us in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 about cheerfully giving money. How do we cheerfully give money? Well, I, I think those same uh, principles apply to cheerfully giving the gospel. Um, you know, he, And he seeks to do it again and again by telling them the gospel. Yeah. He says, I'm not going to lay a compulsion on you. I'm just going to tell you the gospel again. Let me tell you the gospel again. That Jesus Christ though he was rich yet for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich and and it's significant that these chapters on giving come in chapter 8 and not mm. in chapter 1 you know like he's been laying out the gospel again and again and again and again and, and showing them the generosity of Jesus and his self-giving love and and then you know he's he's praying that the gospel itself would move hearts to want to be generous and to want to share so i think that's that's the first thing that if we don't want to share jesus at that point our problem is not just that we're deficient as evangelists so our problem is that we're deficient as Christians, we, mm-hmm. at that point, point. and well, you know, and then one says, "What a surprise! Of course, we're deficient as Christians. We're we're, we're sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it should make us do is is come back to Jesus and and." And and to ask the Father to tell us the gospel again in a new way, in a fresh way, to open up the scriptures again and say, Father, show me the glory of Christ in that way so that maybe I'll get a little bit like Jeremiah. It's like a fire up in my bones and I, I'm weary of holding it in. Maybe, maybe we'll get a little taste of what Paul means when he says, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Because Paul is not there saying, you know, the Lord's there with a stick and woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. What he's What he's saying is this is an incredible... Earth-shattering news that I just must share, but it's it's coming from the nature of the gospel itself, not not from any kind of uh, anxiety of my own over my own salvation or whether I can get close to God or anything like that. But the gospel itself is coming to me and 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 showing me the glory of Christ in this earth-shattering way, and I think that's that's what we need to be praying because, you know, as ever, you know, the, the verse I always keep coming back to in evangelism is, is Matthew 12, verse 34, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So we just should be prayerful that the Lord would give us more of a sense of the of the goodness of Jesus, the goodness of His gospel, and then I think we'll start to to give the gospel in the way that we're meant to give money. You know, each person. Two Corinthians nine verse seven. Let's let's uh, apply this to evangelism. Each person should witness in a way that they've decided in their heart to witness, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because God loves a cheerful evangelist. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a, that's a good way to uh, to draw things to a close, then Thanks for that. If you have any comments or questions about today's show, uh, you can go to this show's web address, which is revivalmedia.org slash TEP42. Uh, if you'd like to give us a rating and review on iTunes, you can do that easily by going to revivalmedia.org slash iTunes. And you can do the same if you go to revivalmedia.org slash Stitcher if you listen on Stitcher Radio. Thanks very much and... See you next time. See you next time.